This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Good evening, good night. How is everybody doing on this lovely quarantine day? It's uh, it's Yomi back, back again, boys and there girls. I can't for for uh, get you two out there. And I have an amazing guest on the line, one of my favorite artists who I love to to follow all of his stuff. Uh, I found out of out about him through the mega mega podcast, and I absolutely love his love everything he does does. I've been going I've been going through all all of his back back catalog, looking at his stuff. A very talent, very very talented artist, guys. Lee Bachma, how's it going, Lee? It's going great. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, you're welcome. Uh, first thing on uh, on on everybody's mind, how's a uh, quarantine going? <laughs> well, as it, as an artist, uh, quarantine is kind of a normal operating uh, status for us. Uh, drawing is a lonely affair of sitting by yourself for hours. So uh, I'm getting a lot done. Awesome. Trying to trying to stay positive. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm still working in the crazy, crazy world, and my wife is is make, making me superhero masks, so we're we're at work, so 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 that's always a always a fun. Yeah, that is. Yep. Uh, first thing, I well, well I want to ask you. I had it written down perfectly. This is why why I never go live. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> why? What first inspired you to become an an artist? Um, so growing up, I used to love drawing all sorts of, uh, crazy things. I was drawn to fantasy, science fiction, uh, sword and sorcery, and it was just a great, um, release of imagination and energy and a way for me to, it just made me happy. And then as I got older and through high school and into college, I realized, I didn't realize, but I, um, I didn't think it could be a profession. I, I needed to grow up. I needed to be serious and have a serious job. So I did. Uh, I did that. I went to college and got an engineering degree, and I joined the army and became a helicopter pilot for 20 years. And um, when that was all done, and uh, I retired from the military, I had time on my hands again, and I needed. I needed something to connect back to, and art is what I found. So about three years ago, I started drawing again, this time uh, a little more seriously, uh, a little more professionally than I was as a kid. And um, so that's what I've been doing the last three years uh, since I retired from the Army is, is drawing. Well, first off, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a Canadian, but ev- ev- everybody who's, who's a vet, first thing I say, thank you very, very much for your uh, service, sir. Well, thank you for your support. Well, yeah, it's um, – I – don't care what your political background is. I think you've got to you. We everybody has to, everybody has to support vet, veterans. That's just my uh, my personal opinion there. I, I agree with you 100%. Oh yeah, and I love asking artists who are some of your favorite favorite painters, comic artists, graph graph graphic artists. One because artists love love looking at uh, other people's work, and then I also get to find out names that I may not uh, know. Sure. Um, growing up, probably the two biggest influences that I had were uh, John Buscema and uh, Mike Grell. They were both comic book artists. Uh, Buscema's art on, on the Conan comics growing up, uh, Conan the Barbarian and the Savage Sword of Conan, I just fell in love with his energy, his his way that he could pose characters just made them like spring off the page at you. And I still, to this day, love uh, Big John's art. And then the other one that was probably most influential to me was, like I said, was Mike Grell. Uh, he probably is most famous for his work on Green Arrow, but where I fell in love with his work was on a, another DC title called The Warlord. And again, it's a sword and sorcery tale of a, a guy out of time and place that finds himself confronted with barbaric, uh, a barbaric world. And uh, again, his art just 
captured my imagination as a young as a young kid and to to this day those are probably the two biggest influences artistically that i have because i noticed with your your work it's 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 mostly mostly fantasy based that i've i've i have noticed and there's not really a lot of that out there right now which honestly i wish there was uh well i wish there was was more more fantasy based stuff in the uh or fantasy based swords in the swords and sorcery as you as you as you said all right here's 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 one that's not uh not not on the uh, page what does your work try to try to uh try to uh, say if uh if if anything my work i guess what i'm trying to say and i know other uh art folks would say well, that's not serious endeavor but um the biggest thing with my art is i i make it because it makes me happy and that's why I do it. And um, if it makes other people happy along the way, then that's just great. That's just gravy. And um, so it's all about joy. It's about following your imagination, trying to you know reconnect with some of that childhood wonder. And uh, that's why I do it. And I know other artists will say, well, that's frivolous. You need to have serious art. But to me, joy and happiness are just as serious as any other um, topic out there. So... That's why I do it. Oh yeah, because here's the thing with me about um, I like artwork that makes me smile. When I look at something, it makes me makes me happy. I don't. I am no artist, as I've told told many many people be uh, before. And well, I'm I'm more the musician side. I find people either go to the art, to drawing, or go to at uh, the music. There's a very few and far between who do both. And those people, I kind of hate them because I'm very jealous. But, <laughs> but it just for me, I don't understand the the I don't understand the works of like Jackson Pollock and the lines and the techniques and because I'm not that guy. I just see something and I know whether I like it or or not. And I love artwork that takes me back more to a. I don't want to say a simpler time, but to my childhood, where I my dad was a huge Conan fan. He with He-Man growing up, he my dad really influenced me towards the uh, the fantasy genre, and those are the books like Lord 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 of the Rings was my childhood stories. Like that's where nice. I kind of like he would bring the book, and we would go camping for like a week, and that's how I kind of kind of grew up and. Uh, imagination would just grow from uh, from there like my my sister was was the artist of the of, of the house and my brother's just crazy so he's uh, <laughs> he does whatever he does he still does and he's uh he's 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 right now he's doing very well for himself he's a uh, plumber but but back here to it art for me if it just makes me smile and feel good which is great that's why 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 I I enjoy your your stuff well, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, I love art that makes me, you know, happy, and that's the artists I look at are those artists that do that. And, yeah, abstract expressionists like uh, Jackson Pollock, I, I, I don't want to bag on their art. I mean, they're artists, and they have their own statements to make, but it's just not, you know, my jam. It just – I can appreciate it for what it is, but it doesn't bring me joy, I guess, if that makes sense. It Well, it does because – that's what I what I think. People try to overthink everything nowadays, and they just look at, oh, what's the the hidden meaning meaning behind everything? And sometimes, an apple is just an apple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and sometimes they're delicious apples. Oh man, I love your galas. They're so good. Um, <laughs> that's my my go to my go to snack whenever I'm hungry because. I'm almost 40, and uh, I can't keep eating chocolate all your time now. Um. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm a little over 40, but, uh, yeah, I still I still eat the chocolate when I can get away with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I got – well, with the quarantine, um, I was supposed to bring uh, three boxes of chocolate to work for my kids' uh, grade 8 grad, and – I can't bring anything to work. School doesn't want them back, so now I'm stuck with three boxes of chocolate <laughs> in the house, and I'm just staring at it all the all the time. 
But that's, oh, that's terrible. Uh, yeah, well, it's slowly, slowly disappearing. Uh, dis uh, the uh, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, they have these boxes. All right, my favorite thing is uh, dark chocolate with salt. Salted, oh, yes. Salted dark, dark uh, chocolate. That is my favorite thing on the planet. I know it's not everyone's thing, but that's just, uh, 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 just a. Uh, just me and they're slowly disappearing and i keep opening the other boxes taking them out <laughs> but and my lovely wife says things like oh you, we should finish the no i don't want the crispy rice or this or that <laughs> oh yeah uh, I'm, i am uh, i'm totally with you like a, a good dark chocolate macadamia nut is it's so good that that salty flavor with that dark chocolates pure heaven yeah, and one thing, if you would have told me, uh, twelve, if you would have told twelve-year-old Justin, hey, uh, when when you're going to be forty, your favorite thing on the world is going to be salty and bitter. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who who, who would have known that a forty-year-olds love salty, bitter stuff? <laughs> well, well, I think all all forty-year-old forty-year-olds are a little bit salty and uh, bitter. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh. What do you wish people knew 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 more about the fantasy swords and sorcery genre? Because I find find with this particular genre, you tend to be all in, or you have no idea about it, or you might know just Conan. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think you're kind of hitting the nail on the head. Where fantasy and sword and sorcery is kind of not one of those genres that people are just kind of halfway in on. Uh, I mean, like you see the Marvel movies that are so popular now where, uh, you know, a general swath of the population loves that show, but they're not big comic book fans and they can still appreciate it. Whereas with like fantasy and sword and sorcery, you're right. Either you're kind of all in on it or you could care less about the, you know, latest Conan movie that came out, so to speak. Um, so what I wish, I guess people would know about it is, um, that's a tough question. It's, it's something you have to be passionate about. And, um, obviously you don't want to force people to be passionate about something they're not passionate about. But to me, it's just another, like good science fiction or a good uh, comic book hero story. It's just another way to, um, enjoy wonder in the world, to enjoy imagination, to, uh, enjoy heroes and heroines and great storytelling. And um, if that happens to be where your passions lie, then that's awesome. And one thing I don't, I don't think people understand that it's the story behind it. It's the books and comics and the actual story and how how rich the fantasy genre can 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 be. Like. Uh, What's one I'm reading? I'm just looking at my bookcase. Uh, the Wheel of the Wheel of Time series. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, definitely. I think uh, fantasy more than probably science fiction or like comic book superheroes is just known for those deep dives into lore and myth and world building. That and maybe that turns some people away from it, which is fine. Um, but yeah, just I mean, you mentioned Lord of the Rings earlier. Great deep world building story there. Uh, Game of Thrones is another one I've you know popular tv show that a lot of people got into which is a fantasy based uh, story so maybe there is a little bit of fantasy picking up out there and people appreciating that deep uh, world building storytelling yeah and another one that another show that i would absolutely recommend to anyone which i just discovered on netflix of vikings that one i oh. that one yeah I've, it's a great show that one i've been liking more than i enjoy that more than game of Game of Thrones and Game of Thrones, I I enjoyed. It wasn't my absolute favorite thing because I'm not. I'm going to get a lot of heat heat for this one, but um, a lot <laughs> of the books weren't really my thing. I'm not a not a huge fan of uh, George's uh, writing writing style, but it's sure. it's, it's it's once again it's a, a personal thing. What what you like, what brings you a, brings you a, a joy. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the Viking series is phenomenal. I, I've watched the first season. I need to get uh, back into that show. It was really oh, great. Oh, man. The second season is so good. You um, Make sure you have some time because you're just going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got plenty of time right now because nothing's going on. So. Oh, yeah. No, because uh, it's 
I'm not going to get get into it, but the second season it starts so good, so so good. I'll but, have to move it back to the top of the queue. That sounds great. Oh yeah. What's one of your favorite uh, favorite projects you've you've actually worked on in the past few uh, few years? That's a. I got two that are right at the top. If if I can indulge two, I'd, yeah, I'd love please it. Please go. Um, the first one I'll talk about is. Um, the podcast that you mentioned earlier that you found me through, the Make Eternia Great Again or Mega Podcast, it's a uh, Masters Universe-based podcast out of uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, I, I linked up with those guys a couple of years ago and just great human beings, tons of energy, tons of imagination, funny. And um, it was just kind of like put fuel on my fire. And uh, they wanted to do a mini comic like they used to come with the uh, figures back in the 80s where uh, each figure had a little story and a mini comic and they wanted to do something like that but tell it through their kind of their podcast lens and uh, they were looking for an artist and I said this is right up my alley let's do this so we collaborated uh, we brought in some other people uh, local creatives from artists colorists writers podcasters and it was just an amazing experience of you know a dozen creative, fun-loving, sharing, collaborative people all coming together to make this great, fun product. And not only did we release it in um, paper format, like a uh, you know the old mini comics from the '80s, but uh, we did a whole voiceover cast recording of it, released it as like a 22-minute video of it being read, fully voice acted, sound effects, all that, and just an amazing experience and probably one of the greatest projects uh, I've had the opportunity to work on. Um, the other and one is I, the one I'm kind of working on now is, uh, the hordes of power game. And, uh, I've been working on it for almost a year now and it's, uh, going to be out shortly. Probably June is my timeline, what I'm looking at. But, uh, again, I was sitting around with a friend and he recently found this, um, the children's game slapjack, the card game. And okay. most people are familiar with it. He found kind of this vintage, uh, rare deck that had all these wacky fun characters on it and uh he was showing it to us um and we all loved it the art was amazing on it this weird kind of character driven story in this in this simple children's game was very unexpected and refreshing and somebody said wouldn't it be cool if we made a game like this for us and so i kind of tucked that away in the back of my head and in the next couple of days i started crafting an idea of how to make a game how to illustrate a game and here I am about 11 months later, and uh, I'm almost done with it, and it's going to be released. And uh, it's, again, similar to what I've already drawn in. It's a fantasy science fiction kind of based game where it's set on this mythical island, and you have to fight for control of the island using all these wacky characters from barbarians to pirates to cyborgs to ninjas. And it's just it's just pure imagination, and I, I'm, I'm loving putting it together. It's so much fun. Oh yeah, because I'm just looking at the. Uh, yes, I'm 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 being a bad bad podcast. So looking, looking currently looking on on my phone, but Morpho <laughs> and Morpha are amazing. I wo- 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 I love those cards. Uh, well, thank you. It just I once again I'm a I'm a huge fan, and I actually have a copy of that comic book right here. I would show you if my webcam was uh, working right there now, but. <laughs> I'm glad you have it. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, Jeff uh, Geegan sent he sent me a, sent sent me a, a copy of it after the after the show. So, and yes, I read it to my kids, and they're kind of con, kind of confused about it, but they <laughs> they enjoyed it. Where and they didn't understand why Daddy's giggling like this while he's reading it to us. But yeah, oh, it, yeah. it definitely wasn't geared to the uh, uh, younger. I mean, it's still family friendly and it's still a fun story, but it's it's definitely laden with um, references back to um, He-Man and other pop culture references of the '80s. And uh, so, if that's your wheelhouse, you'll definitely enjoy that story. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm just happy I got to call I got to call Jeff the president of the Modulock Fan Net Fan Net Club. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that. Uh, the Morpha and Morpho cards that you referenced in uh, the Hordes of Power game, uh, Modulox partially influenced on that. Obviously, as a shape changer, uh, I took Modulox and then I kind of smashed him together uh, with the Wonder Twins from the uh, old Super Friends cartoon. So 
it's kind of like this brother sister twin combo but they have a shape-shifting ability and and it's all gone wrong so <laughs> that's the influence behind those cards oh yeah and there's also other ones like uh Zodraz, um looks like Steve, uh, influence from Sean uh, Sean Connery movie with a distinct out, out outfit there. Yeah, yeah, and, from the uh, old Sean Connery movie uh, Zardoz. Obviously, I just took the name and spun it backwards. And but yeah, Sean Connery at, at that point in his acting his career, he kind of he was starting to get a little older, and for some reason he got pretty bold and put on that uh, red. Uh, bandolier bikini loincloth outfit it uh, and it just it always cracked me up as a young man or kid watching that show and uh i had to i had to include that reference in the game and kind of pay homage to that great science fiction movie and sean connery i love him as well as an actor and probably another well, another favorite of mine and i don't mean to go go through every through every single one but i i'm Really looking, really looking, looking forward to uh, June, to June now if it uh, comes out then, or July, August, whenever it comes out. Um, but Mo, as I said before, I mess up names all the time. M- Mordek, the Devourer. Yeah. I just yeah, Mord- Mordek the Devourer. He's a flying vampire who likes to not only uh, suck your life force away, but also suck your ego away so he'll find whatever flaws or insecurities you have and just constantly badger you and uh, berate you and he's just not a nice guy in general <laughs> you created the entire deck so basically you created an entire fantasy world your for yourself which i think is phenomenal i think that's a great because yeah it's it, it was super fun creating that world uh, um when the game comes out there'll be a story behind it the the island of primal is what it'll be called and like I said, it's full of wacky characters from barbarians to robots to wizards, and all their stories are interconnect. As you read through the cards, you'll see how their stories kind of interrelate and how they have relationships with each other. And instead of being like a, a linear narrative like a comic book would tell you, it's kind of this asymmetrical narrative that you kind of pick up as the cards randomly come through your hand. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, viewers interpret that story. I think it'll be fun. Here's the thing thing about any game. Um, my family never plays by any set of set of rules. I got four kids, and we got a. If we play by any 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 rules, somebody's going to cry. So we just <laughs> we just alter and play the game and just have have it have it have it have fun. And I think these this is going to be be a fantastic Friday well, Friday night for us, but. That sounds like an amazing family uh, activity. <laughs> I, I look forward to getting the game in your hand I'm, and seeing if your family enjoys it. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, and yeah, we'll talk about that uh, uh, later. But uh, <laughs> and what project did the art artistic community respond to so far of your work, or or are you still looking looking for that? Um, the artistic community. I don't know if my art has had a response so much through the artistic community. We've had um, great response through, like I said, that uh, mega comic we made. Um, we went through all our copies of it and the video online has like, you know, 60,000 views or whatever. And it's, so we're super proud of that. And it, it's reached a lot of people. And, um, and again, I'm hoping the hordes of power game has a similar thing where it kind of catches a little fire and, um, it gets out there and people enjoy it. Right now, board games for the past couple years are com- they're coming back. Board games, card games. I find people want to sit at a table and unplug now because we're all so everyone's life is so fast, fast, fast paced, and everyone has so many things to to do. I can't imagine having more than four children, but. Um, <laughs> Some some people do, and I have no idea how 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 anybody would actually deal 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 with that. Right, um, me either. <laughs> uh, perfect perfect example. I was building a bike yesterday. We were sewing masks, and we were having uh, one one on the PlayStation and two of them playing a card game in the living room at the same time. It's just chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've. 
I would agree. Like, uh, I think board games and tabletop games are definitely very popular right now. And I, I can only imagine with the quarantine and other uh, self-isolating events going on right now that they're only going to get more popular. Oh, yeah. And like I've been introducing my friends to other games and this and that and saying, hey, why don't you, you order, what is it, right now we're into, what's the one we're playing, uh, Codenames? Because it's a okay. fast, fast, easy game for for anybody who has friends over or kids, and because kids can pick it up faster than I can for some unknown reason. Maybe I'm just too yeah. slow. But I do have to ask ask you though, could you could you describe your uh, process? Uh, my process. So I am gone largely as a digital illustrator now. I still do some work in pencil and ink. But mostly, uh, I've I've procured um, some nice software and some nice hardware, and uh, so I, I work digitally, which very similar, I guess, to pencil, but it's more forgiving, I guess. Where you know, if you make a mistake, you just hit uh, undo, and you get to try it again. Whereas with pencil or ink, uh, you may be erasing or not, or just trying to cover it. Uh, so it's it's a more forgiving process. I'm I work alone. I don't. I'm not a big social. Artist, I guess, like you see a lot of artists nowadays, they have like the Twitch streams and the live feeds and people watch them draw. To me, the process is more personal and um, so I, I don't do that uh, part. Not that it, I'm uh, making any sort of judgment, I'm just saying that's just not, I'm not a performer when I draw, I'm just more, I just draw for me, I guess. And then when the product's done, it becomes for everyone else. And then, um, and I'm slow, <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you, I'm, I'm a slow artist. I, I uh, am very detail oriented and um, I'm very hard on myself as far as standards go and I will uh, I will often rework projects over and over and over until I feel it's right and um, if that causes it to be late or whatever then so be it because it's it's got to be right and that's just how I operate oh yeah and that could be multiple well could be multiple things from 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 people's back background I have um, a close friend of mine runs Bats Bats in the Belfry Art. She's a, a fantastic artist. She's tried doing the live streams a few times, but and she absolutely hates it. <laughs> because while you're drawing and then people are asking questions and it's like tap, 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 tap. Okay, lost the rhythm. Okay, back at it. Because with, with any type of art, whether it's uh, drawing, art, uh, sorry, drawing, music, um, writing, anything you need to get into that rhythm and once you find it like uh when i i've i've always written but i have to set uh i set set i set a timer so 45 45 minutes that's it because i found if anything after 45 45 minutes when i'm writing because it's basically garbage so <laughs> And then I'm, my subconscious kind of thinks about it, and it's in the back, the the back of my mind all day. I'm I always carry a little, little little dollar store notebook to write write little little ideas on. Mm-hmm. On me, I have that and a pocket knife on me at all times. I don't know why I never break the pocket knife out. It's an old an old old habit. Can't even tell you when I opened the thing last, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's. It's uh, still there. I don't know why, but it, well, yeah. it is. It just feels feels weird, like not having it. Have not feels weird not having it in the uh, in the uh, pocket, right? Yeah, no, I, I understand that, and uh, I I used to carry a pocket knife for years, and just just actually when I got out of the army is when I kind of stopped the habit of uh, carrying all the time. But in uniform, I always had a pocket knife on me, and then kind of when I retired, I. Uh, that lifestyle change just caused me to stop carrying that knife for uh, whatever reason. But you're, um, we're talking about the live uh, Twitch drawings and whatnot. I'm, it's, it's making me think that uh, actually this weekend, which I guess uh, depending on when you edit or at least this podcast may not be this weekend for the listeners, but mm-hmm. uh, as of recording this weekend coming up, uh, I was talked into a live drawing with some other local artists that want to do a live show uh, to help, you know, the community uh, pass the time and be entertained while doing uh, social isolation. So yeah, this coming Saturday, me and four or five other artists are going to do a uh, a live drink and draw. Where we'll all we'll all have our favorite adult beverage, and then a moderator is going to randomly select pop culture characters, and we'll have a 
time limit to sketch something and then show our work and compare and contrast and it's going to be fun, but I have all sorts of anxiety for it right now because, like I said, I'm not a performer when I draw, so we'll see how it goes. And if if I get this out before this, probably not, but you guys can probably go check out highlights after. Uh, go check out the last Starfighters Entertainment Group. You can find all 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 the links from there, from there. And it's uh, April 25th to the 26th. They're doing. 24 hours. I feel bad for the people during the 3 a.m. shift because I like my sleep. Um. <laughs> yeah, all my time slots are between 6 p.m. and midnight, so I'm I'm happy with my slots. <laughs> so I gotta ask: Did you guys just draw draw names 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 or times out of a hat, or? <laughs> no, one of the um, one of the members of the Last Starfighters is a um, has some movie production experience and uh, creation. So she's, she self-volunteered to be the producer of the 24-hour live show, and we all submitted uh, content that we thought would be entertaining and fun, and it was her weighty responsibility to uh, assign times and, and, and people and places and make all that happen as the producer. I, I didn't envy her the task. She did a fantastic job, and we're really looking forward to putting on this show uh, here on Saturday. And I'm looking forward to watching most of it because it'll be it, it'll be fun. And I'm going to be setting my alarm to tune in 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 the middle of the night just to see what's going on because I'm crazy like that. Um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and well, another another art art question for you: What current art art world trends do you have a follow or are currently currently interested in? trends I'm interested in um, I, I honestly I don't know if there are any current trends and if they are they're very uh, obscure uh, one of um, the artists I'm really excited about right now is uh, Mark Schultz he's been around for a while he's drawn and written his own stories since the 80s uh, but of I wasn't exposed to in the 80s. I was just exposed to his art a few years ago. So I've been following him a lot and um, his story Xenozoic and uh, some of his art books. And he's got a part two of his Xenozoic coming out sometime in the future that I'm super excited for. Um, so I don't know if he qualifies as a one-man trend or not, but that's who I'm following right now. He has amazing uh, ink drawings that are just so uh, detailed and so uh, beautifully rendered uh, that I, I, I'm in love with every one of them that he puts out. Awesome. Because and now I'm going to be, I actually wrote wrote his name yet, name it down to check him out after. And it wouldn't wouldn't be a well, a podcast without wouldn't be a Gilmy Talks podcast without bringing up some kind of 80s uh, 80s toy. Uh, okay. He man. <laughs> Yeah, one of my favorites. Yep. Uh, who I gotta ask? Who's your some of your uh, favorites? So I'm not uh, probably gonna be a popular guy with this choice, but he is. He's my favorite guy for whatever reason. But Stratos has always been uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, he came out in the very first wave of He-Man characters, and um, he was a giant ape who had a jetpack and could fly and I just loved that as a kid that <laughs> just the thought of a, an ape this noble ape that could like talk and and be he-man sidekick and fly around in a jetpack just was pure imagination magic to me and uh, even though there's characters that I know are far more flashy and had cooler features I just love plain old gray stratos oh yeah just like Mine, uh, one of my favorites, Extender. Oh wow, you, you are going obscure. And, you uh, don't and hear that. that one. Uh, there's a whole reason behind. He's one of my absolute favorites, but and I know a lot of people do not like him, but I just like the fact that hey, you can make a giant. <laughs> that's true. Yep. Instant giant. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, looking back on it now. I well, I know he's not the not the coolest guy, but as a as a kid, I absolutely absolutely loved playing playing, playing with him because it made me get get creative and find out many reasons why they needed some guy who could be a giant. Because I yeah. had I had him and Mechanek who always argued. <laughs> <laughs> 
did have Mechanic, and I liked Mechanic. He was a he was a kooky character, um, and you know, obviously, he just just his neck extended, not his whole body. But uh, and his color scheme was so wacky, fun with the blue skin and the orange armor and the silver, you know, neck and head. And uh, but yeah, I never. I may have. I think I'm a few years older than you. I think when Extendar finally came out, I was you know chasing girls and moving on from toys. But uh, yeah, Extendar is a great character too. Yeah, the instant giant. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I know he's not. Uh, his color scheme is very boring compared to a lot of the other He-Man guys like Cyclone and I'm trying to think of of of. There's just so many of them that are just. Oh, Trap Jaw's color scheme was amazing. Oh yeah. There's many faces. Yep. Just, no, but uh, I'm totally with you. Stratos is a gray ape with like a blue jetpack, so he has no amazing color scheme either. So I got your back on that one, man. Oh yeah, it just everybody has their favorites. Like some people, their favorite is Boss Man, and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> it's probably because he smelled. I don't know. People maybe right. they have an olfactory thing or something. It's like, hey, he's fuzzy and green and smells like your weird uncle. Okay. (laughs) Smells like your car freshener, right? Oh, yeah. Now, before I get to the Gilmy Talks Talks 10, where can can people find you on the the interweb and socials and uh, uh, stuff? Um, My uh, sites are all called Art of Lee Bachma, and uh, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I'm a little on Twitter, but I'm, I'm lazy and I don't do as much on there as I should. Uh, but yeah, you can find me in all three of those and message me and, um, I'd love to hear from you. Oh yeah. And guys, I, well, I am saying he does message you back quickly, which is, uh, which is, which is always, uh, always nice when, uh, when people ask if you for interviews, cause I just got, got a response from, from somebody for the show. So three months, three months later, I totally forgot. I reached out and I'm like, Oh hey, how's it going? Yeah, um, let's wow. figure this out. I'm just like the amount of social media things. I don't even know what I've sent out three three days ago compared to three months. <laughs> no, I am totally with you. If if someone messages me, I have to respond like right away. I mean, not only is it just courteous, but uh, I just can't keep track of it. I won't. I'll forget to come back to it if I don't message right away. So. Oh yeah, and uh, people like. And people for, tend to forget everybody's busy. Yeah. Busy, busy now. And the world's crazy, so. Yeah. <laughs> that is it's, true. It's absolutely cra- cra- crazy out there. I'm just finally happy that people stopped buying toilet paper and hordes. That, yes. I don't understand it. I, like, I understand panic for food or water or necessities, but toilet paper? Really? Ah. Yeah, that one kind of caught me off guard too. I didn't really consider that a necessity until people were going after it, and then I was like, "What is happening right now?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and, and even I, I have some friends who are survivalists, preppers, whatever you want to call them, because doing a mm-hmm. podcast for a few years, you meet some interesting people, and they they don't understand the toilet paper either. It just I I don't get it, but that's just a, a me. All right, ready for the uh, the Gilmy Talks ten? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, because this is my 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 crazy little thing that I love or well, I love doing. Because it's just ten either either or uh, uh, questions, and they're all sent in from listeners for the from from the from the show. And okay. Some of them are just really really weird. Which. All right, I'll I'll just start. Pirate or Viking? Okay. Say that again. Sorry. Uh, pirate or Viking? Viking. They had cooler helmets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and pirates are always walking around on wooden wooden, wooden legs. Never, oh, yeah. That's, that's no good. I never, like my legs. Yeah, I never understood the wood on ships. Wouldn't they be sliding around all the, all the, all the time? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, you would think they would. I mean, they didn't have rubber you know, cups or stoppers, but, yeah, that wouldn't. That would be slick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just um, night owl or or early riser. Uh, I'm a night owl. I I'll yeah. I can do early mornings. Obviously, I was in the army for 20 years, but uh, I much prefer to sleep in if I can. <laughs> I think every, every, everybody does. Now, uh, military background. This 
this one will be fun. Uh, three, three, three regular meals a day or five small, small meals. I like. I used to be a three meals a day guy, but uh, actually, here in the last uh, year or so, a friend of mine who's a fitness uh, consultant got me hooked on the five small meals, and uh, I feel better. I feel healthier. I have more energy throughout the day. So I'm a big uh, proponent of the five meals a day now, small meals. Oh yeah, because I'm trying to switch to switch to the five. It just finding the time to eat that many times in a day. It just uh, switching your your regular hunger clock, I I I, I just find that find that odd. But also, yeah, it takes some getting used to. There's a there's a period of transition, but like, yeah, once I got through it, I'm I'm a big fan of it now. So awesome. Now, since you are from the states, I gotta ask this one: hockey or football? Football. Uh, never really got into hockey. Uh, I enjoy watching it when I do. I just don't follow it religiously. Uh, I used to be a huge football fan when I was a younger man and you know, would watch it all the time and follow players and played fantasy football. Uh, but in the last couple of years, I've kind of uh, uh, just – I still enjoy it. I just have – I spend my time doing other things. So it's not quite as prevalent in my life as it used to be. Yeah, um, you don't seem like a sit on the couch for eight hours on Sunday kind of a, kind of a guy. <laughs> uh, no, I, I try to stay active. Yep. All right, uh, candy or gum? Candy, not. I'm not a big uh, gum chewer. Um, nothing against it and uh, everything, but uh, oh yeah, a good like Snickers bar or Reese's. Yep, totally taking that over gum every day and twice on Sunday. Oh yeah, where myself, I'm a former smoker, so I need the gum on me at all times. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Yeah, I can see how that help. Yep. All right, uh, hot sunny day. Like a perfect beach day, 20, 28 degrees outside. The waters, the waters are perfect. There's a little bit, bit, bit of a breeze. Or perfect win, perfect winter day. I, I'd say, uh, I'm, well, I'll Americanize this. Probably minus two, minus three, a little, a little cold. I think that's I'm doing the Fahrenheit right, or it's freezing. I'm not sure. But and just that crisp snow, just walking the dog first thing in in the morning, the crunchy snow under the boots, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I enjoy a good winter's day, but I'm gonna take the hot, uh, pleasant summer day every every time. Um, I, I love a good, uh, warm, comfortable, breezy, you know, summer beach day. Uh, it's just great. That's that's hands down. Better, uh, Coke or Pepsi? Uh, let's go with Coke. I don't drink a ton of uh, soda, but uh, if if I have to choose, I think I'm gonna go with Coke. I like the. I think it's a little bit sweeter, and that would probably suit me better, I guess. And I I I love that you use the word soda. <laughs> I've moved around a lot. I've lived in places where it's pop. I've lived in places where it's soda. I've lived in places where it's just called Coke, regardless if it's Pepsi. Everyone just calls it Coke. Um, but yeah, I stick to soda. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ontario boy, we call it pop. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. where it was where I grew up too. It was pop where I grew up, and soda where I kind of became an adult, and then a few places. Where I never understood why they call it Coke, where like you would order a, a Pepsi but call it a Coke, it was really weird. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, one of those things that is very, very uh, regional dialect based. I, I, yep. I find. Like even uh, I live in London, Ontario. If I drive two uh, two hours south, they and still in still in in Niagara Falls area, everybody there calls it a soda. Just yeah. Uh, Yep, just a well, a border town kind of a kind of a kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, I lived for a few years in uh, in the northern part of New York, kind of on the Canadian border, and would often drive up and visit uh, just the border towns in that area by New York. And yeah, it was soda was prevalent as the title there, if I recall. Yep, poker or chess. Ooh, um, I love both those games, but I, I think I'm gonna go with poker. Just because it's a little more social, um, chess is more of a quiet one-on-one -on -one challenge where 
I do enjoy the the social aspect of poker where there's you know a little bit of table talk, a little bit of uh, you know camaraderie that's usually happening across the table. So, but both great games. Oh yeah, and I love in uh, poker how you can actually you don't really play the cards, you play the uh, people. That is true. And if I say that's... that to someone who doesn't play poker, they have no idea what I'm uh, talking about. So. Yeah, exactly. Your your cards are just one one part of the equation. You gotta you gotta you gotta beat the guy across from you. Oh yeah, uh, love love the the learning how to read 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 people. Or yeah, you can. What is also good, bluffing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you're lying, bluffing. Oh, yeah. If you're good at that, poker's your game. Yeah. All right, burger or hot dog. Oh, it's another tough one. Um, uh, if I can only have, or is it a cheeseburger or just a burger? Whatever you want. It can be a chili dog, can be a cheeseburger, can be a bacon, a, a baconator. What? Uh, whatever you want. <laughs> oh boy. All right, I want to go with a hot dog on this one. Just a beautiful hot dog, slathered in mustard and relish on like a gourmet bun, and uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's. That'll do. We'll go with that. And that's actually dinner, so. <laughs> oh, nice. Lucky you. <laughs> uh, I'm barbecuing tonight. It is still snowing here, but I don't care. I want I want barbecue. I'm, I'm sorry it's still snowing there where I am. It's that, that perfect day that you talked about. No beach, but it's about 70, you know, well, in Fahrenheit, it's about 76 degrees, a little breeze oh, and sunny. And it's just a beautiful, yeah. pleasant day. It uh, It is about... Plus two Celsius right now. I'm not sure what that would be Fahrenheit because I'm Canadian Cold. and it's <laughs> it's uh, it's magic to me 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 apparently I don't well I don't get it. But and now the tenth question is always the same: toilet paper over or under? Over, always over. Yep, because beards are good, mullets are at, mullets are at, are at, are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. As a uh, as a as a middle aged balding guy, though, I will take a mullet over baldness, though. So, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm with you. Got to be over. I wish I, I wish. could show you the hair 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 I got going right now. Because <laughs> normally I'm a short hair guy. Yeah. I needed a haircut badly at the end of when all when the COVID nineteen coronavirus whatever you want to call it. When all this stuff started, and then the hair, yeah. hairdressers, I have hair over my ears now for the first time in years. My <laughs> ears can be totally covered. Like I got the little curls coming in the back. It's awesome. That I, is, I'm so envious. Uh, yeah, I've had the short hair like my entire adult life because of the army, and then uh, when I finally get out of the army and I can have the opportunity to grow my hair long. I found out that I was going bald, so I, I gave all my good hair years to the army. You're welcome, and uh, <laughs> and so now I just uh, yeah I can sh I can cut my own hair at home, so I can trim it up in a couple minutes. Yeah, my wife keeps saying she wants to uh, give me a trim, and that terrifies me. Uh <laughs> no, you should totally grow out that pandemic mullet, man. Just see where it goes. Oh, follow yeah, that and... to the follow to the end. It's actually um, it's touching my collar now on T-shirts. It's kind of uh, not 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 to make me make any anybody anybody jealous or anything, but it just <laughs> I haven't had hair since like this since I was like seventeen. I'm thirty nine now, so. Oh, my my advice is you is just enjoy every minute of it, man. Put it in a ponytail, wear it down. Yep. I'll comb be... through it. Let the wind breathe through it. Just <laughs> love it, man. I'll be I'll be totally honest. I'm the only male in my family who still has hair. Lucky. Uh, my brother, my dad, my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one, and I don't know why or how, but hey. You some somehow you won the genetic lottery. Oh yeah. On you. Yeah. Um. Well, I I got nothing. It just it it's just hair. I <laughs> I for a period of three years I basically bicked it so or buzzed it and. I'm not not picky, so <laughs> I actually go go into my aunt, uh, hairdressers and say, okay, finger length on on, on the top, two 
two on on the sides and fade it fade 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 it down down to a one. That's been my haircut for about twenty years. And then I was putting it off, and now I'm I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, I do. I'm gonna live vicariously through you and your glorious hair. So I I. I will send you a, well, a photo as soon as my phone gets charged back up because it died, died <laughs> on me. Sounds good. Because uh, it was, yeah, people keep, yeah, people have been messaging me all day to be be on the show lately, and I'm, which is a good problem. I'm not yeah, saying that. That's a great problem to have. It just, I, I, I'm working where other people aren't, and they don't, they. They don't really get that. Hey, I'm working eight to twelve hour, twelve hour days right uh, right now, and shopping for six households, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're staying busy while they're they're bored out of their gore trying to trying to get on your show and engage you. So yeah, yeah. no, which is fantastic. Love ev, ev, everybody who listens, everybody who wants to be on the uh, on the show. I just I'm slowly getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. I just want to say thank you very, very much for for coming on. It was fantastic chatting, chatting, ch- chat, chatting with you. Wish I could have figured out the uh, web web cam for you, but no. Th- thanks for having me. It's it was it, I had a really great time, and thanks for supporting and enjoying my art. And uh, yeah, I look forward to getting the Hordes of Power game to you, so you, you and your family can check it out. Okay, and once again, guys, go check out Art of Lee Bachma on everything. Thanks, Ib. Thanks, Ib. Thanks, guys. See, this is why, 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 why I never go live, man. My day has been so hectic. I've been to the vet. I've been out, 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 out in the world. Uh, the webcam things throwing, throwing, throwing me, uh, me right off. And well, 